Here's a fun game to play in this episode. Try and figure out when it is that I very quietly spill a ton of water all over my shirt. No. No. Bad game. Look, that will be super obvious because of this one. I, I, I don't think I don't think there was any sound that happened when I did it. And then you say, and then you say, I'm suddenly wet. No, 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 I'm talking about a different time. You you did it again? I did it again. Son of a bitch! Look. What? We'll be playing along with you. Hello, and welcome to Fools in Fiction. Uh, We are the Fools. Uh, This week we've got Trayvon with us. You want to say hi, Trayvon? Hello. Um, uh, we're going to be talking about JoJo's Part 1. And, and more specifically, we're speaking in defense of it because uh, a lot of people do not like Part 1. Uh, which, you can have your opinions, I guess, but uh, I do not like them because uh, I very much like Part 1. Um, and I think a lot of people go like, oh, we'll just skip to Part 3 when watching JoJo's, which I think is... Uh, not great because it like uh, I think it cheapens the experience. So this episode is kind of directed towards people who are thinking of maybe skipping part one, and also to people who think that part one is not good. Uh, who who have seen it? I mean, yeah. Um, this also uh, came up because I was talking with uh, some people that like wanted to start JoJo's, and they're like, "Hey, where do you recommend I get started?" Uh, and that's, like, a question I never hear from other people. For, like, for Ruby, it's, like, I start at the beginning. Yeah. And, and like, everything else, you, like, start at the beginning of the show. Well, I, I think I think that comes from the fact that JoJo's is, like... A thousand kind of, chapters long? Yeah, well, well, like, Star Trek. It's, like, where do you start in Star Trek? Right? Okay, that's So fair. some people skip the original series and go straight to the next generation. And those people... Uh, mm, Joe, I don't want to say they're right. However, they're not right. They're they're not right. Not right. But next generation, next generation is like the part three, where it's just so much better. Yeah. Um. Uh, so yeah, th- th- that's an interesting distinction. Uh, I think the general consensus is I don't know about if Trayvon if you think this, but part one seems to be the worst part. But that doesn't mean that it's bad to to any extent. Uh, do you agree with that, Trayvon? Part one's the most basic part. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like people take that for weakness. And I can see why, because part one's Araki just trying to feel himself out. Like, how he's going to do JoJo. Like, there's a lot of in part one that's um, made irrelevant in later parts because Araki was like, you know what, I've moved on from that. Yeah. But part one is still the foundation of JoJo. And from there, like, you can see, like, even in the stuff that he abandoned, like, like Araki's creativity or like the style that JoJo's going to eventually become really famous for in there in part one and really I can you really can't truly enjoy a, a lot of the other parts of JoJo without fully knowing it and appreciating part one for what it is and what it did yeah also you miss out on great characters yeah like uh, Speedwagon one of my favorite characters in all of JoJo's uh, only exists in part one and two uh, and so people that skip the part three immediately miss out on uh, either this very young dumbass who like contributes nothing but like comic relief and he's so good at it in the first part, or uh, this really old frail guy uh, in part two that's like 
still somehow as funny. And he, like, my favorite part of him is, like, when, when they, at the end of part two, and they're talking about him, and they're like, he died a bachelor, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, Speedwagon died a virgin at the head of this real estate company. What a absolute monster. Um, and yeah, I think the thing of, like, so, you'll see this, um, more as you get into part five, and, uh, if you, slash when you read part six, um, it, it really comes up, this idea of, like, fate, and, um, in part six they call it gravity, uh, because Araki can never use the right name for anything. <laughs> Uh, he had to call ghost stands and and, and and all that stuff. And and so it's like this idea of gravity like being this like confluence of fate. Uh and like that gets really started in part one with uh Jonathan and Dio. Like the, 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 like, like there's a reason for the JoJo opening is called the blood of destiny. Yeah. Yeah. Um so like if you if, if you skip to like part three, you're like, who's this Dio asshole? Uh, why is he important? Uh, and even though they like tell you why he's important, you don't see it. Yeah. Which I think is a big thing. Yeah, and also, like I say, you can't really enjoy Giorno as a character without seeing part one. Yeah. Giorno is like the most nuanced character, and then if you don't see part one, you don't know it because you don't see like where he gets stuff from. Yeah, like, you see both of your, like, the, the, the main influence of Giorno parental-wise, you see in part one. Yeah. And you see part where you understand exactly where Giorno gets his characteristics from because he's so much like them in so many ways. Yeah. Um, and also, uh, it, a lot of, um, uh, stuff with, uh, in the prison, in Green Dolphin Street prison of, uh, that, like, uh, it's a lot of, like, I don't want to spoil a lot of part six, um, especially because Finn hasn't read it, but it's a lot of characters tied to Dio, uh, and then a lot of, you know, the Joestar bloodline, um, and kind of, like, the tying up of that, and, like, if you went into part six without a good understanding of part one, it's still kind of cheap, and, like, you know, whenever you see something, people are like, Dio is, like, the scariest stand user and, like, the epitome of evil or whatever. And if you just watch part three, you're like, what a goof. Uh, but if you watch, like, part one, you're like, oh, evil bastard. Oh, oh yeah, like, oh, yeah, like, this son of a bitch right here. Yeah. Like, the cat, the, the um, characters of part three can't truly be achieved while reading part one. Yeah. And I, I, I think, uh, part four also has some influences from part one. Uh, Mostly with Jonathan kind of as this, like, symbol of, uh, shoot, what's the word? Chivalry? Is yeah. There, honor? There, there, like... There's, like, some specific word. I don't remember what it is. I think they mentioned it in the theme song, or in Great Days, the, the theme. Um, oh, God. justice. <laughs> How did you forget the word justice? It happens. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. So I think that, uh, that... While, like, I think probably the main reason for watching part one is so that you understand the later parts and enjoy them to their fullest extent, I think it also has a lot of really good qualities on its own. Oh, yeah. Oh, 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 yeah. Like I said, like, part one's the most basic part, mm -hmm. but it still has some like, great characters, like, great themes, 
Like, yeah, like, it is really, I don't see some strong moments in part one. Yeah, it's it's kind of a mess, but it's like a spectacular mess. It feels like reading like the Scarlet Letter or something, where like it's it 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 kind of feels like a classic and like oh yeah 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 and and then it like has this like uh, ethereal feeling to it. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, yeah, like like, it's really an old timey sort of thing. Yeah, which which what Rocky was going for when when he made part one. Yeah. It's like the song as old as time shtick from Beauty and the Beast, where like uh, the 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 tale of like Jonathan uh, and like the the forces he's fighting for slash like why he's fighting all feels very like classic. Um, yeah. So I I think it's fine that in that it stands on its own merit too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and and again, that's not to that's not to confuse. It being the worst JoJo's part with it being bad. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like I will openly admit that part one of the uh, seven parts I've read, I have not touched part eight, and I won't until it's done. Um, that it is the weakest, but like it's still good. And it's still definitely. And I would like, say the only reason why it's weak is the weakest. I say it's a Rocky learning like yeah. what, he, what he's trying to go with JoJo. Yeah, because like uh, Jonathan is not like a very boisterous. Or, or, like, exciting character for the mm-hmm. most part, I'd L- say. Like, John's probably the most stereotypical of all of the hero in all of JoJo. Yeah. But also, like, his strength in the way, and also, like, the found, literally the foundation of the Joestar bloodline. Yeah. yeah. Like, you use John then as the comparison for literally every other Joestar. Mm-hmm. As many people even do in C. Like, Dio fucking does it, and it pisses people off when they're, or just how much they're either are or aren't like Jonathan. Well, and because. And uh, at the end of uh, part three, um, theoretically spoilers, but I'm not going to talk about like specifics. Is that Dio talks about like that he's got the Joe Star blood now, and that Jonathan, uh, that that everything like the he's interacting with Jonathan in a more important way, um, trying to be like as vague as possible. That yeah. um, I think it's uh, pretty. It, it's still apparent in like Dio's mind. Uh, that Jonathan is the epitome of what the Joestar uh, bloodline is. So, and that's why, like, um, I, I will say that for Dio, in a way, his motive is to surpass Jonathan. Maybe I well. So my interesting thing is is I, that I, 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 I can't really go into detail about it here because you know spoilers and whatnot. Yeah, but like if you look at his motivations, well, like I would say one of his goals is definitely say that he's better than Jonathan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, D, like Dio like, wants but, to be the best Joe Star, um, yeah. Like that—that that is like made apparent early on. Yeah. Um, and, and so and like you can really see in part three that he still has that goal in. Yeah, Ross, exactly. Because of what happened in part one, means he he can't say it. Yeah. To even to himself, like he, to himself, like to others, he can, but he but inside he's like he can't really say that for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. There's also uh. In uh, uh, Josuke as a character is like, it makes more sense uh, if you view him as like uh, a more like Jonathan, more like Jonathan, because like if you don't have Jonathan as like this very gentle soul, then you're like Josuke seems like this like bipolar kid. Oh, oh, uh, oh, oh yeah, from like being really gentle to be real to being really violent. Yeah, and, like, like bursts. Yeah, uh, for, for context, Josuke is the protagonist of Part Four. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say that like. Jonathan is where you is where you usually get the, the um Joe's are gentle side from. 
Yeah. And so, like, if you don't, like, other JoJo's are more naturally, like, abrasive. And so you're like, where the fuck did they get this from? But then, like, shoot, in part five, they say, oh, yeah, you can tell he's a Joestar because he's so nice on the inside. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, like, they get that from Jonathan because Jonathan was always just, like, this just really just a, a good, pure boy on the inside. Yeah. And that carries on to his entire bloodline. It's, uh, it's that kind of, like, the same kind of, like, pure spirit we were talking about in the uh, in the Midori episode. Yeah. Um, also, in uh, uh, defense of part one is that it leads into part two. Um, which, of course, that's how numbers work. Um, but, like, it, part two is one of my favorite parts. I think it's, like, my third favorite. Yeah, it's just it's just a wild ride. It's just so good. Like, I... Please do not skip to part three. Um, please watch it all the way through. Uh, not only do you get uh, this, like, very kind of interesting family drama... Uh, in classic story in part one that I think you don't see anywhere else uh, like explicitly in JoJo's that is really interesting but in part two uh, you get young Joseph Joestar uh, as the protagonist who is incredible yeah and, and even if you don't end up for for whatever reason don't end up enjoying part one it's like ridiculously short yeah, it's like the other things. Nine episodes? Yeah, uh, like thirteen at best. It's Something not like thirteen. Phantom Blood is short. No, no, no. I'm saying like super. I know it's super short. Like I thought I was like part two was like what twenty six. Yeah. yeah. No, parts one and two combined were twenty six. Oh, episodes. that's it. That's it. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh short. yeah, then, yeah. It has to be like ten or eleven because I know for a fact part two was longer than part one. Yeah. Yeah. So like it's, it is not a lot of time. It's like. Uh, what I did with Evan when uh, we started watching Ruby is I was like, Volume One's gonna suck, and you're and you're gonna hate watching it. But it sets up all the characters. Uh, I like the characters a lot in Volume One. It does important things, and at the very least, it's short. Yeah. Like even though it's still twelve episodes, like each episode is like five minutes long. Uh, uh, from kind of a, a different angle, I think one of the best things in Part One. Is honestly its theme song because I think I think what's his name the guy who sings it uh, Johnny or Tommy or Tommy it's Tommy something anyway uh, uh, Tommy here or something Google search time anyway uh, the guy who sings the opening for JoJo's Part One do anyone know what that opening is called uh, Sonochino Sonomay yeah yeah the Blood Destiny yeah 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 thank you uh, it's just like I think considered like widely considered like the sound of JoJo's. Uh, and he comes back to sing uh, the uh, uh, Great Days with the Joe United version. It's, I, I think it and Sono Chino Ku. Yeah, I I think he does the part, one of the part three openings too. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, pre- like I, said, like, I know Great Days. He's part of the um the JoJo big version of all of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And pre- I'm pretty sure he comes for um part three, part, second part because you know how how that ties into it. So it's uh, Hiroaki Tommy uh, Tominaga, which. Oh, right. I am sorry if people know how to pronounce that name, uh, and I completely butchered it. Um, But, uh, yeah, he wrote uh, Sonochino Sadame. uh, Oh, God. I know he was in Great Days. Um, More more at 11. Uh, Um, Anyway, I I think even if part one were just the opening, like visually, (laughs) and the music by Tommy, whatever his last name is, 
it would be worth it. It's just like so enjoyable and then getting I guess it's kind of a weird perspective, but getting the context for the theme song is kind of enjoyable. Yeah, well I think so that's another thing is like all of the theme songs in all of JoJo's are hella spoilers if you know what to look for. Oh yeah. Like like like, like, like even just like the the actual songs you are just mega fucking spoilers. But, but yeah, like the openings if you look at uh Great Days, uh-huh. like it's incredible. Uh, how much they, or I think the one that really got me was Chase, where yeah, it, it yeah. was like going back and looking at it. You're like, okay, and there's that character, and then there's that. And oh, so like the, like the fucking rats running on Chase. Yeah, yeah the rats yeah, yeah, yeah. and then the tire treads. Um, so, and and so, which if you haven't seen part four, that sounds like utter fucking nonsense. Um, but which is true, but it makes which, sense. Yeah, and that's the point is that like uh, when you watch uh, Sonochino Sanome, like the opening for the first time. Uh, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. Like, you see it tells a story. Yeah. Um, but then you, like, get into part one and you, like, see that story. You're like, oh, it's, you're like, oh, it's literally part one in an opening form. I, I, yeah. th- I think it fits well into the, the theme of destiny. Yeah. Like, like we see at the beginning what's going to yeah. happen, and yeah. then seeing how it happens is really fulfilling. And yeah, and, and once, you get, once you get into music, you see, and you see what you're like, oh, that's why it's called the blood of destiny. Yeah, yeah. Water break. Uh, yeah, Tommy, Coda, and uh, Jin. And Coda is the guy who did um, Fighting Gold and uh, Bloody Stream, uh, which is the part two opening. Uh, also also incredible. Uh, they all use the pseudonym Joe and then the star image and then stars uh, to sing uh, uh, Sono Chi no uh, Kyoku, End of the World, the second opening for part two. Oh, okay. Um, I knew... He had to have done it. Oh yeah, it just wasn't under his name. Um, yeah, I guess I did remember they said he, he saw him saying that because of course he did. Yeah, it, it wow. sounds like him. Yeah, and it makes sense they were bringing back for that part. Uh, I don't know if I have any more points. If you all do, um, I will also say that another thing that's important of part one. Is that it really establishes like the, the connection Dio has to Joe's Star Bloodline? Yeah, it, it, like, why he's so obsessed about it? Like, 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 like with Dio's personality, you wouldn't understand why he's so obsessed about the Joe Stars unless you watched Part One and see what what Jonathan does to him and vice versa. Yeah, um, it also solidifies like uh, a lot of like really important themes. Uh, uh, like uh, redacted uh, that <laughs> this is very informative yeah exactly no that that continues on to part two and becomes yeah, the yeah. main fighting part of part two yeah. um, but it also like has a lot of in jokes oh yeah that it, are, is, like, it is incredibly memeable yeah um, which oh, oh god so which like I can pick up this heavy rock or do you remember how many reds <coughs> you've eaten in your life yeah like it was I Dio Kono Dio the um, Even Speedwagon is afraid. Yeah, so like, there's a bunch of uh, great jokes in uh, part one that, like, uh, I honestly think uh, influenced the fandom. Like, oh yeah, well, I, I didn't really I get the I, it's me the only until I saw part one and I was like, <laughs> oh, like yeah, yeah, oh now it makes sense. Since part one is like a lot less like solid than the other parts, it is, it has like permission to be more absurd. <laughs> Even the normal JoJo's, so that's just like a whole... Okay, no, 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 no. No? Okay. It's not that it's more absurd, 
it's just that like Iraqi was just was still getting his feet thing, so that mm-hmm. like some stuff were just really fucking out there, even by his standards. But um, Iraqi, he, he fucking loves absurd. It also starts the trope of like you have to have the JoJo, and then you have like the Joe Bro, uh, and who then is the sidekick, like the yeah, who's the sidekick. Like um, you have at least three people in a JoJo, and, and then you have the mentor, yeah. um, and. In like part seven, Gyro is both the mentor and the Joe Bro sidekick. But like outside of that, you definitely have like uh, there always is your JoJo, your main character, and then your sidekick that oftentimes gets to be the main character as yeah. often. And then you have this mentor that really shapes a lot of things. Yeah, like like the sidekick character is someone who pretty much at least at least one who gets character development throughout the part. I, I think we're also we also like view uh, the anime through the eyes of the sidekick more than we do mm-hmm. of the JoJo. Oh, definitely. Like part two. Yeah, like, d- like, part two. Like, you, towards the end of part two, you're really looking to do more of the sidekick. But part part three definitely because of the whole plot. Yeah, and, plot, and part four with with um. Jotaro, who is the Jojo of part three, like, uh, you don't see anything through, like, his eyes. Like, like, uh, and you this see is like, it through one of the side characters. This is like Jotaro, like, hard for people to, like, pin down. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, you don't get into his head often. So it's not until, like, part four that you start to really understand what kind of person Jotaro actually is. And yeah. then he becomes a, an entirely different person for part six. Well, not different, but like, <laughs> the, the circumstances have yeah, yeah. for understandable reasons. But yeah, like, uh, he's still the same person. But like, when you know what's going on in part six, you understand why he's like. So I, I think to to uh, end it on like a really big note. Uh, one of the reasons <laughs> on a really big note screams. Yeah, uh, one of the reasons uh, a lot of people have given me for like skipping part one is that they watch the first episode of part one, uh, and then they watch the second episode, and it's a huge jarring change. Uh, episode one, uh, it, like the entire time, like Dio and Jonathan are scrawny people, and they like uh, they they just look weak and whatever. Um, and, and like that's not supposed to be like a jab at them or anything. They're like pretty leaf. Like the like what thirteen year old? Yeah, they're thirteen. Like that's the point. Uh, and then uh, episode two opens up, and they're uh, in high school, and they are the most fucking jacked individuals I have ever seen. <laughs> they're so jacked that it just like propels people away from the show. Yeah, they're well, like oh, well, well. To like, to, to give the example, uh, they both play rugby. And uh, Jonathan is uh, trying, and for those of you that don't know, rugby is pretty much American football, uh, except harder. Uh, and so uh, Jonathan is trying to uh, effectively like run the ball. And uh, he's just steaming along, like he's going. And then three of the opposing team's guys jump onto him, and he just keeps walking. Like, yeah. he, he just keeps chugging along, and it's such a big shift uh, that I know a lot of people are like, I can't handle this. And I, to those people, and to people that might be disenfranchised, like, power through it. Like, it, it, there's never that big of a whiplash ever again. Uh, I don't know why they chose to split up the episodes like that, because it makes perfect sense in the manga. Um, 
And, well, 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 we know why. Because, like, like I said, they want him to get, like, the childhood out. Well, yeah. But, like, it, it it's n- not... Like, that snapshot shouldn't be, I think, the thing you would take away from part one. Yeah. Like, I, I, I think that that is, like, the worst of things to come. Like, yeah, it's just unfortunate that it's, like, right at the beginning. Yeah, if you get to, like, if you stick around, you get to see uh, uh, Speedwagon and Will A. Zeppeli and uh, Arena being cool and uh, just a bunch of really good stuff. Uh, and I say, uh, stick around. Yeah. And so, um, regarding next week's podcast... Yes, we, we have a few ideas, but we're thinking of doing one on the video game Celeste uh, with a guest or two. Um, so that's exciting. Uh, I love that game. Yes. It's, Great game. It is good. Uh, <laughs> and then we have, after that, we have our spring break. Uh, so we will be on hiatus for that week. Uh, for those two regular listeners, uh, I apologize. And then after that, uh, horror maybe with uh, a couple of other guests. If we do that, I won't be here because I don't know enough about horror. So uh, enjoy your new guest overlords uh, then. Uh, also, we've got an announcement is that we got an email. It's just foolsandfiction at gmail.com. So email us with whatever. Uh, I tried to create a subreddit. If the podcast ever gets any significant size, however, it turns out you have to be on Reddit for 30 days and have a some amount of karma to do that, so stay tuned for the eventual subreddit if that ever happens. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. Ever, anyone else have any other things to add? No. Nope.